Wasn't spring a glorious sight to behold this year? Even though it was one of the chilliest springs on record where I call home, those longer, brighter days were still so very welcome after a winter that seemed to last, oh, I don't know, for about two full years. It was the winter that didn't want to leave. One of the most remarkable things about spring is how quickly the landscape changes. A tree can go from bare to bud to bloom to full-blown glory, just days apart. It's like watching life in time-lapse photography. With every new blade of grass and unfurled petal, spring reminds us to be grateful. Spring tosses miracles around like confetti and teases those who might want to dwell in gloomy thoughts. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, it says to them, watch this. And just like that, a cherry tree is full of the softest, fluffiest, most pink petals it's ever born. I have a walkway lined with them, and they just are an explosion of soft, pink, frothy beauty. A meadow teems with the bobbing yellow heads of daffodils, Or in my case, dandelions. How could one be gloomy faced with such beautiful sights? Spring's a bit of a show off too, but she knows when it's time for her to take a bow and leave the stage to summer in its slower paces. The month of May is her final act. It's when we celebrate motherhood. I hope all you moms out there had a lovely Mother's Day. I know I did. The day came and went so quickly, though, that I vote to continue honoring and celebrating moms the whole month through. We're going to make that a focus of our podcast today, and we're going to be joined by a very special guest who will help us to do that. Today, I'm joined by a four-time Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, actress, and author, She's a top global pop superstar that's been performing since she was just 16 years old. She is known the world over as one of the founding members of Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child is one of the best-selling female pop groups of all time. Now she's fully blossomed into a stunning platinum certified solo artist. She's talented. She's dazzlingly beautiful. Kelly has also become well-known in the television, film, and fashion industries, guest starring on several hit sitcoms and becoming an executive producer on her own docu-series, Chasing Destiny. She's been a judge on The X Factor in the UK and the US and other talent shows. I don't think my podcast format is time enough for me to list all of Kelly's accolades. She never seems to slow down. She's always willing to try her hand and share her talents on new and worthy projects. Oh, she's a published author, too. Her first book, Whoa Baby, hilariously chronicled her experiences as a new mother. She's just released a children's book called Always With You, Always With Me. But today, Kelly Rowland is here to talk with us not only about her amazing projects and pursuits, But she's also going to share with us about matters of the heart. Just coming off her sensational performance at the May 4th Red Dress Collection concert presented by the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women movement and powered by Pandora, 
Kelly Rowland is bringing her passion for women's heart health to our platform. We'll welcome Kelly Rowland to love someone in just a minute. But first, I have a heartfelt message about a podcast sponsor that makes this conversation possible. For many years now, my home and my studios have been decorated with florals, foliage, and decor from Balsam Hill. While true to their beginnings as makers of the most realistic faux Christmas trees and greenery, they are now so much more. Brighten any space in your home with Balsam Hill's vibrant faux florals, their radiant wreaths, gorgeous garlands, and stunning arrangements are testaments to the beauty of spring and the coming summer season. They even have blooming hanging baskets that will never need watering and will look fresh and fabulous until it's time for some festive fall decor. You'll love every realistic detail crafted in their beautiful, lifelike florals. Visit them at balsamhill.com. Uh, you are quite a busy lady, and Kelly Rowland, we have a lot to cover today. Hi, Delilah. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. There's just like this, this the smorgasbord of topics that I can't wait to to dive into, but I don't want it to be just a little of this or a little of that. I want to really try to get into a couple of these things. Let's so, do it. Let's do it. Welcome to Love Someone with Delilah. You're wearing red. Perfect. Nobody can see uh, that. No. <laughs> Nobody can see that because even though I can see you on, on face-to-face camera here, let me just say for our listeners who can't see Kelly, you are as beautiful today as you are when you're on TV or when you're in movies, but you're wearing red. Was that on purpose for the Go Red for Women campaign or you just no. picked that top out? No, it kind of just happened. Thank you for your compliment. But um, no, it kind of just happened. And this one is one of my favorites. It's just like an easy like throw on. I love when my clothes allow me to just um, not think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I my girls and I, I have a lot of daughters, but I have three that are at home right now. And we all love clothes and we love thrifting. Yes. And we love repurposing. Yes. And the funny thing is, one's 13, one's 17, one's 18. Oh, wow. And we all basically wear the same thing <laughs> in our, you know, go-to clothes. Right. That... <laughs> we do. I, I mean, I do something very similar. I'm obsessed with these Levi's jeans that I have, and I can't shake them. Like, they're my favorite things. And I will literally be like, oh, well, this T-shirt goes with that. Ooh, this fitted top goes with that oh, well, I'll just try this with this. Like I would wear this with those same jeans with that. So it's like, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you are wearing red, which is perfect. You've got a red uh, checkered top on, which our listeners can't see, but it's perfect because you just performed at the Go Red for Women concert. Yes. How did you decide to get involved? I was asked about uh, 15 years ago, right when they started, the Go mm-hmm. Red for Women movement, which has been, I think, 18 or 20 years now. Yes, they asked me if, if I would talk yeah. about it on the air. And what they didn't know, the American Heart Association, when they asked me, is that my mom had had a heart attack. It didn't kill her, thank God. Um, but she had had a heart attack in her early 50s. Mm-hmm. And my my doctor had recently told me, you know, you got this little cholesterol thing going on. Mm. How did you get involved with the Go Red for Women uh, campaign? Oh. 
My Go Red for Women memory is as early as 20 years ago, actually. It was one of the first times I walked the runway. It was one of the first times I understood and really educated myself about heart disease and um, literally went home brushing my teeth like crazy because I was like, Black, build up. <laughs> I literally was, and then I was like, wait a minute, more Black women are, are dying from heart disease. So it's like, I educated myself. And I think that on one hand, because I was so young, it was about the dress. But then the education that came along with it was, of course, way more valuable than anything. So I I love that it's been a part of my life for 20 years now. Awesome. Awesome. So you were doing the toothbrushing thing, thinking that would stop the plaque buildup in your heart. Yes. Well, (laughs) because that was information I got. I remember like that year, they gave out floss and toothbrushes because it is one of the, the things that actually happens is it passes through your body and it does, the plaque starts to build on your heart too. And above all that, it's like women carry a lot more things emotionally. That's just who we beautifully are. But we also have to learn, um, I know I'm still learning this, just how to breathe. Like something as simple as breathing can pull our stress down and just like really taking care of ourselves because we only get one heart. We only get one version of us. We just got to take care of that. And what what did you get to perform in the concert? I performed a Destiny's Child medley. It's always fun performing the songs, um, you know, that are, of course, like bring have so many memories for me in my lifetime. I said to my 13 year old daughter, you know, I, I was asking her about you. And she just kind of stared at me. But my 18-year-old's like, Destiny's child, are you kidding me? Why do I have to be at work today? Ah!" (laughs) But you were 16, right, when you started? Yes, yes. We were actually, when we very first started, we were 10 and 11. But we were signed at 15 and 16. You are correct. So 10 and 11 years old, when you were out in the backyard, you were holding the hairbrush as a microphone. Absolutely. Had to start somewhere. And mom, was she supportive of this or was she like, oh, would you just sit down and do your homework? Or was she like, she knew you had a gift. So awesome and so supportive. She was supportive of my singing before I got in the group and whatever was going to help me secure my dream. She was all about it and super, super incredible and very instrumental. And now you're a mama. Your mama, and we're going to talk about uh, your boys in your book, but I'm not yeah. I'm not finished with the 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 American Heart Association yet because yeah. I was in my 40s and my mom mm-hmm. had had a heart attack, mm-hmm. and before I found out that heart disease is the number one killer of women, yeah, yeah. because we always think. You know, breast cancer, breast cancer, that's what comes to mind first, not not yeah. negating how deadly and dangerous that is and how important it is to, you know, stay focused and get our mammograms and all that stuff. But I'm like, no, 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 you mean for men. And my doctor mm-hmm. was like, no, 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 I don't mean for men. This is important. This is important. Yeah. You need to get your cholesterol under control. And I needed help. You know, I needed medicine for it because... Yeah. Genetically, I was predisposed. But that reality, Mm -hmm. we don't see that in movies. We don't see that in in our culture. It's not talked about. And like you mentioned briefly a minute ago, for women of color. Yes. Even higher. Yes. The highest numbers. And I I think that um, the women in, in my community, I will definitely say, 
I think that we try to educate ourselves as much as we can. And I think that it's definitely helping, but we just have to have the conversations more often, just so we're really like, you know, observing everything that we're eating and taking care care of ourselves, like and and our bodies physically, because it's definitely just as much a physical thing as it is um, a eating or dietary thing. You know, I, I think that a lot of people think when they hear the word diet, they always think, well, what do I have to cut out? And it's not necessarily that as much as it's like, you know, everything is in moderation. So you just have to um, just look at everything and how much you're consuming, what you're consuming, what time of day. It's like it's a real thing for sure. And how how many helpings of like green leafy vegetables or green things do you try to eat a day? The funny thing is, is I like it. Sometimes my body is craving it. And I'm sure like when the body is craving it, that's when you probably need it the most. Um, But I already suffer from low iron. So I have to have greens, have to. And do you cook them? Do you like, are you the, the cook? I am. I am. And I do. I love to cook my greens and I cook my greens with my boys. Now I actually try different things with my little one, Noah, because Noah is like, he literally eats everything. And my oldest Titan, who's seven, he's not that guy. He's like, he'll have green juice, but he will not eat fruit he's killing me what (laughs) of all things he will not eat fruit i've tried to hide them i think the only thing we've gotten past him is like maybe oranges maybe wow i have never heard that i've heard they you know they won't eat vegetables or they won't eat eggs or they won't and sometimes i think they're just more aware of sensitivities maybe that their body has. I, I know a mom that tried to get her daughter to eat eggs and then she found out she was allergic to them. And I think her oh. daughter, you know, her body was saying, no, I don't want this. This isn't good for yeah. me. Never heard of a child that doesn't eat fruit. Mine. <laughs> my, in fact, my boys, most of my boys, I call them fruit bats. Oh, wow. Because if I go to the store and I buy fruit for the family, for the mm-hmm. family, they eat it first. It's gone. <laughs> I have a, a son who's he's grown now. He's an adult. He's on his own. But uh, whenever he comes to the house and he's got uh, two very tall teenage boys, whenever they come to the house, they're in the door and he knows where the fruit bowl is. And it's just he doesn't stop to use the restroom. He doesn't stop to wash his hand. It's just straight to the fruit bowl and boom, it's empty. You're so lucky. I wish mine did that. Noah does. He's eating grapes and oranges and apples and this and that. Like he's like, I'll take it all. Not tight enough. And so how old are they? Seven and? 15 months. Ah, that's such a fun age. Isn't it? It's like the funnest age. I'm having so much fun with him right now. Because the personalities are just coming to life and they're Mm -hmm. touching and and exploring and getting into everything. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I have a daughter who's uh, in her late 20s and she has two little girls, one that's about to be four and one that's the same age as your youngest son. Mm -hmm. And I call her. I'm like, honey, we need to record this and turn this into like a a TV show or something because I call her and one of them will be literally climbing over her head, you know, while she's trying to talk on the phone and one of them running between her legs. And it's just like, I'm like, thank God you have energy because I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with that now. Yes. 
but it's it's a lot. But it's I a it. fun I age. <laughs> With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So tell us about your book. You have a children's book. I do. That just came out. And I read like three pages of it. And then I'm going, oh, my gosh, this reminds me so much of the book that I read to my son when oh, wow. he was a baby. And then I read that that was part of your inspiration. I love you forever. I like you for always. Yes. As long as I'm living, my baby will be. It always makes me think of my mom, that book. Which is really kind of creepy now that I'm older and I think about, you know, the mom climbing through the window part. <laughs> but I would do that. I would. I would totally do that. I'm just saying I'm owning it. By the way, you're so right about that. That mom was. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Kind of the, the mom, the old, the climbing through the window thing. Kind of yes. freaky. But I would do that. I am that person. By the way. I would do it too to my kids. Yeah, I love yeah. my kids. I would do it too. But yes, myself and a girlfriend of mine, Jessica McKay, have written this book, Always With You, Always With Me. And actually, she and I met from playdates. Our sons go to the same school. We were hanging out at playdates. She told me, of course, she was a wife, a mother. And then she told me she was a teacher and she's written like four or five children's book ideas. And I was like, well, let me read them. 
But this one in particular resonated because at that time, um, I was actually going back and forth from Australia to LA. I was doing the voice in Australia and I was missing Titan so much to the point where I was crying on the way to the car and Titan was like, when are you coming back? And why can't I go with you? And it was so many questions. And I said, oh my God, this is perfect. Like I'd never seen a children's book like this before. And so it's just really just a story between a mother and a son about their big emotions of what happens when you guys do separate from each other and what that feels like, but how there are these beautiful moments that you make together. We call them magic traces in the book where, you know, you leave a note for um, him inside of his lunchbox, or he makes me a bracelet. Or for me in my real life, it's like finding Legos in my pocket or my purse or trucks in my shoes. Like it's like the craziest thing. So these are our magic traces, but it's the sweetest story. And it's really honest. And I think it's for all these busy working moms out here that make everything come together and make it all work. And I'm just so happy we did it. I am so happy that you did it. You know, I've raised a lot of kids and I've been really busy. And so there were trips that I had to take and there were things that I had to miss. And I missed one of my daughter's kindergarten graduation ceremonies. And I said to myself and my boss, I will never hurt like this again. I will never do this again. So Mm -hmm. here is my life. Here are my kids schedules. Here's the birthday. Here's the big days. And we're going to work around these because I can't do this again. And that's right. But those, those little magic moments you're talking about, what do you call them in the book? We call them magic traces. Those mean everything. They do. They, they really just make your world go around and they make you feel more connected even when y'all aren't together. You know, um, I wrote these, well, before I left for South Africa, like two weeks ago, I had a big big trip planned and I had pre-written letters to put in Titan's lunch kit when I wasn't there or put inside his backpack when I wasn't there. And I would figure out scavenger hunts to do around the house. I hid like a toy before I left. And then like five days out, I said, in five days, I'm going to give you a scavenger hunt. You have to go find your toy. So he does that. It's just things that you do to, to try to just fortify the bond even though you're not there just so they know that you're always thinking of them and that means a lot to me so where can folks find copies always with you always with me um on amazon and barnes and noble and the artwork is darling thank you fanny Lim. she oh my gosh she's so incredible so incredible i'm so grateful that we were able to find her through a girlfriend of mine actually wrote Ahmed. so thank you And I'm so excited because, you know, it shows children, families of color. And since I am the only Caucasian right now in my family at home, it's hard. It's hard to find books sometimes that represent, you know, my kids that they can connect to or dolls or whatever. And I, I get so frustrated when I'm trying to find things that they can identify with and look up to. So I was excited to see the artwork. Thank you. I didn't I didn't see those books when I was a kid and I wanted my sons to be able to look at them and see themselves. You know what I mean? And, you know, see maybe their future, you know, future children. And it's still hard to find those books. Even it now. is still hard to find those books. Sad to say, sad? And not just for black kids, you know, for kids of, of every ethnicity. You know what I mean? I, I think that um, it's definitely tough and we have to do better. And thank you for doing that. 
Thank you. Thank you for walking <laughs> the walk because a lot of folks are talking the talk, but you're walking the walk. Thank you. And that is inspiring. I have a, uh, a charity called Point Hope. And here mm-hmm. in the States, we work with foster kids and try to bring awareness to the fact that we have almost half a million kids in foster care and wow. less than 5% will ever have a forever family. Wow. Yeah. Half a million kids. 80% of the boys end up incarcerated by the age of 25. And there is a huge disproportionate amount of children of color in foster care. Um, So in the States, we focus on that. And internationally, we work in developing countries, mostly West Africa. And we started a project because there's no books, there's no storybooks. So we started building libraries, libraries here that had exhausted a book or was done with it would donate them. And we took thousands of books over. And then I'm sitting there going, what does a child in West Africa living in a refugee camp have to relate to Cinderella? Mm. By the way, you are making my wheels turn like crazy right now, and my heart is full. So I'm really praying that these tears don't fall. So we wanted to birth this thing, and -hmm. then COVID hit. But what our vision was is to take young people, college kids, and send them out into the villages and have them tape record the indigenous stories. Wow. And then get local artists to illustrate them. Yes. And publish. I mean, the the, the stories are mind blowing because they they wrap wisdom in little proverbs, like little, yes. you know, great stories. They wrap all this wisdom. So we are going to call it the West Africa Wisdom Project. And we want to share the beauty of the art and the colors and the textures and the fabrics and the kente cloth and and everything with the world. Okay, when are you doing this? And how can I get involved? <laughs> well, I might I'm make you the in. head of the project because no, there's all joking. these. I'm not joking. I'm not this joking either. Like... There's all these um, colleges. I mean, mm-hmm. Ghana, where we go, has some really good colleges really yeah. good colleges and there's all these yeah. young people with all this energy and talent by the way it's so many like artists like actual like artists painters exactly who are coming out of ghana that are just remarkable oh my god this is incredible the history i don't know if you know the history of the of the of batik course. fabric one of the things we do is we take women in the refugee camps that we work in and teach them how to make the batik fabric and mm-hmm. how to sew and how to create and mm-hmm. and and set them up so they're self-sustaining so they're not in the bad situation that they're in but right. uh, my heart is to get the indigenous stories yes and then illustrate them with local artists and yes. create books the stories are going to be lost in one or two generations. They'll be gone. No, we need those. Stories. And the wisdom, like the wisdom in, in plants and medicines and traditions that need to be shared for generations. You know, they yes. can't, they can't be lost. No, I mean, I, I mean, when I think about just the history of my ancestors and how much was already lost. Exactly. Then this is actually preserving that in a way that we could never like even fathom, you know what I mean? So when you think about how necessary it is for a new generation, just like just about the proverbs that you're saying, like, and if it's through like 
different things. What a beautiful book that is. Come on, Delilah, what are we doing? So there's, there's a story. I'll give you an example. There's a story as to why the, the turtle has a cracked shell. You know how turtles have the patterns yes. on the back of their shell? There's a story they tell about why the turtle has a cracked shell. And the turtle didn't want to work for his food. So he climbed a tree and pretended to be a bird. This is their local traditional story mm-hmm. they tell. This was mm-hmm. the one they told me. The turtle climbs a tree and sits in the tree and pretends to be a bird and, and demands that the other bird bring him food. Because mm-hmm. birds will feed each other. Mama birds feed the baby birds and mm-hmm. groups of birds will feed each other. So he's like, okay, I got this. I'm gonna, I figured this out. I don't have to go get my own food anymore. I'm going to get up on that limb and I'm going to sit there and the birds are going to bring me food. And he, you know, grabs a few feathers on the way and, and, you know, tries to attach them to his shell so he can fool everybody, which of course he doesn't. And mm-hmm. he f- ends up falling out of the tree and cracking his shell. And that's how the turtle gets the cracked pattern on the shell. But the whole that's- wisdom is you don't misrepresent who you really are. You, be, you stay true to the fact that you're a turtle. You don't belong up in a tree. Yes. So there's all this wisdom wrapped up in this kid's story. That's incredible. But what if it's lost? You know, what if they don't? No, no. This is a volume that you have to put out. You have to. And this should come sooner than later. Because like our kids, like kids my son's age need to hear this up until adulthood. Because I think that sometimes in the world you do forget who you are. And you'll try to fit into a box that's not really yours. And here you are faking for whoever it is, because there's, oh, please hurry up with this. (laughs) Please. This is incredible. I think we should work on this together. I'm in. You ain't said nothing. But when you first started talking about it, my, I literally go off of my gut. I said I was going to listen to my gut from now on. And I, we're going to stay connected after this, because this is a project that has to be done like yesterday. Well, you have a lot on your plate right now, and I know that uh, I learned long ago, if you want to get something done, you ask a busy mama. Yes. Because busy mamas are the ones that get things done. It's true. It is very true. And I, I think that this is actually even bigger, because if you put together like a documentary to go along with it, like this could be like, this is very big. This is bigger than what you think it is. That's my head right now. Just <laughs> computing everything. Because I uh, see it. I see it. Yeah, and you can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Because that's what women do. We figure this out and we get it done. Isn't it true? Yes. Yes. And it's just so important and so necessary. We have more to talk about with you, Kelly, before our time is up. But I want to stop for just a moment to let one of our sponsors know how much they mean to us. I want you to feel better this spring, a pain-free spring, if that's possible. One springtime years ago, I discovered a simple but fabulous product, Omega XL. This product reduces the pain that comes from inflammation I feel in my hands and in my back, From all the years of gardening and horseback riding I've enjoyed, Omega XL are tiny little capsules filled with Omega oils extracted from the green-lipped mussels found off the coast of the pristine waters of New Zealand. 
When I take Omega XL every day, I feel so much better. My hands feel better. My back feels better. My joints feel better. The problem is inflammation. That is the root cause of this kind of pain. If you suffer from this pain as a result of inflammation, try Omega XL. This spring and summer, feel healthier so you can do more. That is my wish for you. Use Omega XL forward slash love to order this for yourself. Buy one and get a second one free. OmegaXL.com forward slash love or via the phone 800-940-0599. That's 800-940-0599. My 18-year-old was just at a fundraiser dinner for Jack and Jill in Seattle. And she came home. She said, Mom, I... I am just beginning to understand how powerful we are. Yes. So I'm so proud of her. And I'm so proud of you. I feel Thank like you. I mommed you because I started playing your music uh, when you were 16. So I've been playing your music since you were, you know, first started recording. And so oh, I kind of wow. feel like I mommed you. You know, I watched you grow up. <laughs> I watched you grow up through Destiny's Child, and then I watched you launch your own career, and I played your yeah. music as a solo artist, and I've watched your movies, and so I feel like I've kind of mommed you, Yeah, and it has been a joy to watch you uh, grow and mature and become the just beautiful, radiant woman that you are. Thank you. And I Thank think you. your role as a mama or your, I don't want to say role, but your gift of being a mom has certainly brought out the very best. Thank you. Like a whole new level of beauty, a whole new level of joy. The joy is real. I, I Like I'm so obsessed with my kids and I always have this moment where I want a third. I don't care whether it's a boy or a girl, but I literally keep going like, do I have this much space like for another kid? Like, cause I remember just having Titan and I was nervous to have a second. Cause I was like, is there enough? Do I have enough love to give? And now I've had Noah and now it feels like it's bigger. I was like, well, wait, am I walking into like more than one more kid? <laughs> because it feels like my heart is just expanding. And I'm like, well, is that for a project or is that for a child? So yes. I don't know what it is. Yet. Yes. I think the answer to, is yes. <laughs> Well, you yeah. are a, a, a light in this world. Thank you. As are you. Thank you. Thank you. As are you. And I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together. Are you working on music now? You're always working on music. I am. I am always working on music. It was so funny. On the plane the other night, I was coming back from New York, and I heard all these melodies. And I was like, where are these coming from? <laughs> Because there was no music, but I kept hearing like music and and like bass lines and drums in my head. I was like, what is going on? So I literally was making the music with my little voice recorder. So now I have to take it to a producer. We figure it out and make the music. So while you were on the plane, the music was coming into your brain. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Like, was it all orchestrated or was it just a melody line or did you, did the whole thing come to you? It first came as a bass, like as a bass line and it was a drum, then it was the melody. And because my memory is just nuts, um, I 
had to put every piece down. I'd be like drum and I'd say the beat of the drums or what the drum sounded like. And if it was a sound in my head that I could reference then I could reference that I say all of this in one, then stop it. Say what the next thing it is that I hear. Stop it. Say the next thing it is that I hear and bring it all together if I can. Kelly Rowland, thank you for spending all this time with us today. I'm Thank you. I have enjoyed this time with you. And we will be in touch. Okay. Thank you. And maybe you can give us the greens recipe so folks will eat more. more, I mean, honestly, just saute some kale, a little spinach here and there, you know, a little Swiss chard. Like all these things just help. Just take care of your heart. We only get one. Thank you. Thank you. For 18 years, the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women movement has given women a platform to come together, to raise awareness, to fund life-saving research, to advocate for change and improve the lives of all women. Kelly and I spoke on many of these points, but I want to repeat them because this is important. This is really important. Heart disease and stroke is the number one killer of women. Number one, heart disease and stroke. Number one killer of we women. It claims more lives than all other forms of cancer combined. Cardiovascular disease is also the leading cause of maternal death, or put it more simply, heart disease is the number one killer of new moms. Research shows that strokes and heart attacks are on the rise in younger women, but younger generations are even less likely to be aware of their greatest health threat than others. So building awareness is vitally important. And even though this is our number one threat, ladies, our number one, I keep saying that, but I I really want to bring it home. Women are woefully underrepresented in cardiovascular research and gender bias and disparities continue. Women's symptoms of heart attack and stroke are less likely to be recognized, treatment times are slow, and even their likelihood of receiving CPR are much less than men. Is there any good news? Why, yes. Yes, there is. This is spring. Remember the harbinger of hope. The good news is that most cardiac events and strokes are preventable. Visit GoRedForWomen.org, where you can learn more about the four important numbers to know and manage for your best heart health at any age. There is also information about Women's Health Week, May 8th through the 14th. Also, while you're there, consider making a donation to the American Heart Association to help raise millions for moms. Your gift could be matched thanks to a generous donor, and it can go twice as far in making a difference. I want to thank Kelly not only for taking the time to come aboard to chat with us today about all the amazing things she has going on in her life. She is truly a powerhouse. She lends her time to so many worthy causes, but also for coming alongside the American Heart Association and joining their mission of creating awareness around women's heart health encouraging women to get the screenings and tests available to minimize their risk and in supporting moms and all women who are trying daily to be the best they can be while doing all the things that women are known to do for others. Keep up to date with Kelly by visiting her website, 
kellyroland.com. Find her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. She's everywhere. And pick up a copy of Always With You, Always With Me. The title is a beautiful mantra for a working mother as she teaches her child about all the times they might be anxious about being away from one another. It's spring, ladies, the time of hope and happiness, and it's May, the month to honor moms and motherhood. Begin with you. Know your numbers, your heart health numbers. Minimize your risk. Take care of that heart that beats so strongly for all those that you love and all who would be lost without you. That is a beautiful way to love someone. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.